assignment for both you and Sundowns. Can you compose some songs, please? But anyway, Asian markets have slipped slightly this morning, Clive. Yeah, unfortunately, Sakina, they, they, they really have been having a hard time. Uh, this obviously after what happened uh, in the U.S. a bit earlier on uh, in the hours of the morning uh, with the stocks there being hit really, really hard and money leaving uh, the, um, the, the equity market and going into safer assets like your cash, cash management account and also into the um, commodities as well. Uh, I saw the, the price of gold picking up slightly because of that as well. So if you look at the Australian shares, for example, they were led by widespread losses in Asia today. Uh, shares of uh, Adent uh, Leisure Operator and Dreamworld Theme Park, uh, they tumbled by 11.06%. The ASX 200 is down by 1.55% this morning. Uh, the energy sector as well, not contributing much, losing 2.60% this morning. And also, if you look at uh, in New Zealand as well, the ANN, the ANZ, uh, down there by 1.6%. Uh, the Commonwealth of Australia as well, down, that's the bank, uh, that's down by 1.53%. So even the, the, the most trusted uh, financial sector uh, is, uh, is, is having a really, really hard time. So if you look at the Cosby uh, this morning, it's down by 1.40%. Shanghai Composite suffering as well at uh, 0.46% in the low. And the Hang, the Hang Seng Industrial also down by uh, 0.71% this morning. Oil prices are China retreated further during Asian hours uh, this morning after finishing down by more than 1% yesterday. They continue to slide, and so that's why your energy stocks, even in the Asian markets, are also low this morning. And also not great news for Singapore because they've lost their crown as the easiest country to do business. What happened? Ah, New Zealand happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> New Zealand is now the world's easiest place to do business. A, a new World Bank study found that uh, Singapore has lost its place there. Uh, new Zealand's strategy has been working quite successfully. Um, I don't know why, Sakina, you are aware that they've just changed recently that in South Africa we have to get a passport now to go, uh, a visa to go to, to New Zealand. That wasn't the case before. So, unfortunately, now we have to get a, a visa for that. But it is one of the easiest places to do businesses. Um, to start a company, applicants in the Kiwi economy only need to undertake a single procedure that takes half a day of processing uh, versus the global average, which is about 21 days. New Zealand also Sakina, took the uh, top spot when it came to dealing with construction permits, uh, registering of property, getting credit, and protecting minority investors. So, so all these things are very uh, much what helps an economy run. And that did do relatively well. And the, the standard of living as well uh, is quite good in New Zealand. So um, that, they, they, don't, they don't just have the old blacks as a, a best performer. They as a country as well uh, are doing relatively well. Maybe we should all start doing the haka. Mm, the old blacks and cheap. That's what I think when nope. I think New Zealand. <laughs> but anyway, the hot topic for today, uh, the South African yeah. midterm budget update. What can we expect there? So, you know, I unfortunately one day with you in Cape Town, um, and I, I, and I, because I'm scared to fly when sundowns is in the sky. So, uh, so the, 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 the heat will be on the South African Prime Finance Minister. I call it walking the tightrope. 
because he has to do some sort of serious balancing act uh, of note. Um, uh, he will be delivering his midterm budget uh, today at 2 o'clock at the time when the economy is very stagnant. Uh, the nation stands on the brink of jump status and the credit ratings and universities have been rocked by student protesters. I think the first thing we need to remember is that the midterm budget, which is simply a review of what we saw happen in, uh, happen in February. So we want to see if, there's going to, if, if they're stuck to their fiscal policy, uh, if the economy is curbing its tax re- revenue, if the, the tight expenditure measures will be taken and it will continue to do so. Uh, the fiscal gap is likely to be at 3.4% for the year through March 2017 and to narrow uh, to about 3% by 2019. If I look at some of these graphs that I've been looking at for the last couple of days, uh, we want to see how will the debt levels, for, for example, be affected. Uh, the, the, the gross loan uh, debt as a percentage of GDP, uh, that also must be taken into consideration. And we want to also see the ratio is projected to peak at 51% next year. So that's also something to have a look at. Very, very important. The debt spiral, um, at the cost of our debt to the GDP, we want to see if that's going to be able to, to assist us. We also want to have a look and see if it can have something very important as well. The, 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 the deficit. We want to see if that will be also looked after and if we can do something uh, to control that as well. So he's got a serious thing. <laughs> and, then, and then obviously uh, the 2nd of November, he, he, might, he might be in prison. Clive, bye-bye. We'll talk later. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning, Clive. Go and enjoy yourself in Parliament.